1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of a huge night in Europe for Rangers. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's men are in Belgrade looking to finish the job with a 3-0 first leg lead. The manager says he won't change his plans for those who are on a disciplinary tightrope. And elsewhere, dates and kick-off times have been confirmed for next month's Scottish Cup semi-finals. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me this evening, Kenny Miller and Marvin Bartley. Kenny, it is well and truly the business end of the season now doesn't even cover it. We now know when the semi-finals are going to be, the big games in Europe tomorrow, the league is reaching its conclusion, it is all happening. It is, and again, look, really looking forward to tomorrow night. I mean, what a performance for Rangers last week at home against Red Star, giving themselves one foot in the quarter-final uh, the weekend. Everything pretty much went according to plan, I would say, with uh, the big four, the top four in the league, Hibs, Hearts, Rangers, Celtic, all, all getting through the semi-final, and what a wonderful semi semi-final lineup it is so yeah back to back to normality this weekend with league action when there's so much to play for touched on a couple of weeks ago there's so much in this league season with European places up for grabs top six up for grabs a real relegation battle and a title race on our hands so yeah all to look forward to the fifth team in the league had to miss out Marvin something had to give it's only the top four that are in there as Kenny says um, but well the big four on goal difference sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but it really is all happening starting with this Rangers game tomorrow massive you know we now know what that schedule is going to look like I think most people would expect them to get through given the, the lead they've got then it would be next round of Europa League straight into a semi-final against Celtic it's an exciting time isn't it yeah most definitely um, I don't think Rangers will be taking that 3-0 lead for granted um, they know, you know, at times in the first leg, things could have been a lot different uh, with VAR, etc. So I think they'll go out there, professional performance, you know, win that, get through, and they worry about the next league game. But as Kenny said, you know, also for the draw for the semi-finals, absolutely wonderful. Um, I think the two derbies and the semis, that's what that's what I wanted. Um, you know, from the outside looking in, I think it's, it's fantastic for our game, and I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, touching on Rangers tomorrow, I expect them to go through. Um, but you know, as I said, they need to go out there, perform properly, uh, do professional job. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need to get in touch tonight. So let's hear from you, Rangers fans. We are building up to the game in Belgrade. How are you feeling? A three 0 lead. I'm sure that's even better than any of you could have imagined. But you know the way football works, you're probably still a bit nervous. That's <laughs> just the par for the course. How are you feeling? Are you confident? Is the job going to get finished? Is there any room for doubt? Uh, what about the team? Who would you play? tomorrow because there are a number of players on a disciplinary tightrope would you leave any of them out or do you just play them and take their chances there were changes made at the weekend Aaron Ramsey came in James Sands came in any of them done enough to stay in the team or have you got any other thoughts outside the box pick up that phone and let us know 01419511025 maybe a bit of a quieter midweek uh, for everyone else but we now do know the dates and times for the Scottish Cup semi-finals so any Celtic fans out there that wish to get in touch it would be lovely to hear from you as well Marvin Bartley and Kenny Miller are here and it's 01419511025 if you would like to join them let's go to Belgrade then our reporter Andrew McLean is on his travels he's been soaking up the city so far Andrew what's in wait for these Rangers fans? 
Yeah, well, of course, Rangers aiming to become the first Scottish club for 14 years to reach the last eight of a European competition. I was just having a walk around the city centre earlier, and it was a bit quiet at first when it came to Rangers fans, but as the afternoon went on, there was more flights and buses from surrounding countries as well that had arrived, so you could see plenty of supporters, so I'm sure they'll all be out and about tonight, especially since they'll be paying less than £2 for a pint over here as well. Not that I know that from my own personal experience, of course. These trips following the old firmer Scotland across Europe are all strictly business. Don't let anyone tell otherwise but of course it's the game that's the main attraction and a lot of the buzz in the build-up has been around the atmosphere we're expecting tomorrow night red star belgrade fans well renowned for creating a really hostile environment for visiting teams manager dejan stankovic claiming today that they're twice the side when they've got the home backing but rangers will be in a good mood themselves with that three goal advantage heading into this one giovanni van bronkhorst was asked earlier about the atmosphere he says they've got the experience to cope with it and they'll look to enjoy it we know we're going to go to a place where the, um, the, the atmosphere can be very, very hostile. And, uh, but, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, a thing we have, to, we have to cope with. I mean, we have a quite an experienced team. So we've been in, 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 uh, in, in places before where it's very hostile. And, uh, but you have, to, uh, you have to deal with it. Make sure you mentally you are prepared. Technically, you're uh, uh, prepared and also... Make sure you just concentrate on the game and, and uh, play against uh, the 11 other players. So, uh, but it will uh, it will be a nice atmosphere to to play in, and uh, we have to enjoy that as well. That's why we go there to uh, to to have a positive result and to make sure to go to the next round. And of course, you know some grounds are more difficult to go the, than others, but um, I think this one is definitely one of them that um, that we all gonna see a, a, a great atmosphere tomorrow. Now the team lineup debate Andrew McLean is interesting for every game no matter who the opposition but particularly this time uh, because there are some disciplinary issues to consider for the Rangers manager Yeah when you get to the latter stages of these competitions there's always talk of disciplinary tightropes and possible suspensions and that's no different here Rangers had three players last week who were one yellow card away from missing this game but they all came through the game unscathed Joe Aribo did get booked though so he joins Alfredo Morelos John Lundstrom and Fashion Sakala on the list of players who would miss a potential quarter-final first leg if they get a yellow card tomorrow however Giovanni Van Bronckhorst says he won't change his team selection or his style of play because of those walking a suspension Tightrope. No, I mean it's obviously when you are playing so many games in in Europe, like we did, uh, you will always have players uh, on uh, one suspension away, uh, yellow card. Uh, but you know this, that's for every team. But uh, it won't affect our approach uh, uh, selecting uh, the team, and I think also the players in the in the. Um, in the game, don't, don't have to play uh, on, on a different way. We just hit there with the strongest 11 possible and we will do everything to, uh, to win this game and win this tie. That's the most important thing. And then we will see after uh, the game who we have uh, available for the next game. We hear a lot about the hostile atmosphere, Andrew McLean. Uh, everyone's seen those videos, I'm sure, of, of the tunnel, the walkout to the pitch and all the rest of it. Um, is that put Rangers fans off is there a lot over there that you've you've bumped into so far 
Yeah, well, I was out and about speaking to some supporters just to get a, a feel ahead of the game. As you say, you, you want to talk about team news, their confidence levels, but that atmosphere is a, a big one as well that, that you want to talk about because Rangers fans obviously really proud of the, the atmosphere that they have at Ibrooks and you, you see the videos and uh, the footage of, of what goes on at Red Star Belgrade Stadium and it does look incredible. I spoke to one Rangers fan, David. He says he's extremely confident ahead of tomorrow's match and he thinks the atmosphere will be nothing compared to Ibrooks. I'm looking forward to it. I, I reckon we'll win 2 or 3 now, so pretty confident. Does that confidence just come from the game last week and, and how it went? Well, I think the game could have went either way last week with offside goals and that, but I... I think we're pretty confident. And what about the atmosphere as well? People talk about the ferocious atmosphere, and is that something you're looking forward to? So they say, but we're not in my eyebrows, will it? So I'm not all that bothered about the atmosphere, to be honest. <laughs> You'll be able to go there and make a bit more noise than them? I will make plenty of noise, don't worry about that. You've got to love that confidence. <laughs> You've got to. <laughs> well, I'll be honest, they'll do well to match the noise of Ibrox when that third goal went in last week, that's for sure. Uh, Andrew, thank you very much That was Andrew McLean over in Belgrade He will lock himself in his hotel room Study hard for the game tomorrow And then we'll speak to him uh, just before kick-off No, we won't because it's an early kick-off But we'll speak to him tomorrow night on the show And uh, he'll tell us everything we need to know on match day 01419511025 Right, based on what you've heard there, Rangers fans What are you thinking? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? Are you feeling confident? Morelos, Sakala, Lundstrom and Aribo on a disciplinary tightrope would you take that into account are you leaving any of them out or do you just take your chances and deal with that when it comes along pick up the phone and let us know 01419511025 Jim is a Rangers fan first up are you confident for tomorrow Jim? Well, it'll be a tough game um, I don't think it'll be easy um, as we've seen even though we won 3-0 in the, the first leg it was still quite a tough game Um I think we should hopefully change in a wee bit of the tactics. I would like to see Sakala starting um, tomorrow just because it's obviously been there, there, so they're going to have to go for it. Um, and I would like to think maybe somebody like Sakala um, out on the right-hand side with Kent out on the left and maybe go with Ruth through the middle and let Ress Morelos on that booking. But just listening to Gio's interview, I don't think it's, it's going to go that way. But I would definitely like to see Sakala starting. Sakala to start is uh, Jim's suggestion. Is that something you could... Foresee something you would agree with, Kenny? Uh, I could see why he would maybe think about starting them. I think the uh, I think Rangers built for Europe. To be honest, I've seen some wonderful performances over the over the last few years. And with a three 0 scoreline, does it allow you to maybe defend a little bit deeper? You may get forced to uh, defend deeper. You may not have the choice in the matter. I mean, if you've got guys like Kent, Morelos, and Sakala with the pace that they have got, it's set up to go and counter absolutely counter the life of them because I think Rangers will score. I think they'll absolutely score with the talent they've got and the, and the pace and the power they've got going forward. I expect them to score, but Red Star are a very good team. You know, they'll be all out at it. So Sakala maybe, but I think that would be a change from the kind of norm in these games. Uh, I like the look of the team, they're quite settled. But Sakala's definitely an option to be there. I would just be interested to see who plays in the, in the midfield roles if Sakala does get the nod. Well, I was going to say, Marvin, I wonder if we've seen a, a slight shift from when Giovanni Van Bronckhurst came in. I think the impression people got at the start is that he was going to favour that natural width you know you've got it with Kent on one side Scott Wright had a bash at it and, and Fashion Sakala and people and, and Ahmad Diallo was signed I wonder now if he has realised the importance of James Tavernier and, and realised that, that he's the one that that can provide that width we saw at the weekend it, it was your favourite player Aaron Ramsey of all people <laughs> who, who played in front of him Scott Arfield's been there as well That they're there clearly to 
to move in field and facilitate James Tavernier and link up with him, aren't they? No, exactly. Um, and, and good managers adapt, you know, their style of play. Um, like you said, when he first came in, I, I do think he wanted an out-and-out right winger. Um, but as you touched on there perfectly, James Tavernier, you know, his delivery is absolutely unbelievable. Maybe, you know, one of the best in the league. So, you know, if you've got a right winger in front of him, you're going to take up his space. And, and that's something that I think Gio won't want to do. Um, you know, I think Sakala will be will be good coming from the bench as an, an impact sub. I don't think you can change things too much, you know, regardless of bookings and everything else. The most important thing for Rangers is to get through. You know, if you lose one or two players to suspension after that, then you know somebody somebody can replace them. But what you don't want to do is go into this game, you know, take the three or four players out who have got the bookings. Before you know it, you're 2-0 down, you're trying to bring them on to change the game. Um, you know, go out there, win the game. Rangers are bigger than two or three players, you know. That's why you have a squad of players. I think he'll go over his strongest team tomorrow, and I don't think he'll look at the bookings as he's touched on there. Yeah, Jim, do you go along with that? We've, we had a similar situation, didn't we, with the Scotland going into that Denmark game. Loads of players on a tightrope, and, and Stevie Clark left none of them out, and they all somehow came through... Uh, without picking up the booking, would you take the, the disciplinary picture into account, Jim, or do you just take your chances? No, it's, and I don't know. It's a difficult one. It's a big, massive game, and obviously you've got to play a good player. But replacing Morelos with Roof, you know, Roof's a decent player. It's not as if you're picking somebody that's not really been over the course before. Um, but what I would also, um, I'm obviously unfortunate if I'm, I can't get to the game. Um, I've got COVID, unfortunately. I'm stuck in my house. But my mates actually left Kilmarnock yesterday at 8 o'clock in the morning to drive to Belgrade I've just arrived about an hour ago <laughs> <No way. laughs> he's actually phoning me just now he's actually phoning me I've got my call going through Jim no no I'll tell you what tell him to phone us <laughs> tell him to phone us seriously I'd love to speak to this guy what's his name John he's at John and Sani he's actually drove remember Kenny will probably remember us we played a team to Macedonia um, he actually drove to Macedonia Oh my goodness Brilliant It's not Jimmy Bell is it by the way Jimmy drives everywhere and all that He's in the, in the back of the Jimmy's story, van <laughs> The story The story to Macedonia Is a great laugh But it's not for live radio I'll tell you that Right no Jim I'm serious Right, I, I was enjoying your call But you've now become an agent For this show Go and get this guy on the phone Get him to call us 01419511025 How does that sound? I'll try and get him to give you the phone guys His name's Good man It's a 32 hour drive brilliant. According you know, to Google Maps AA route planner And whatever else <laughs> That's some wow. commitment isn't it some that is. commitment. Uh, right, I'm hoping to hear from this guy So Jim's going to go And try and sort that out for us um, Kenny in your career did, did that ever Come up Were players ever left out Because of disciplinary tight ropes is, is that the way to go Or do you just Deal with it I think I've probably never come across a situation where you've got a 3 0 lead yeah, going in there. You know, that and, and that's, for me, it does. Uh, Mav just touched on it there that they have a strong squad, you know, so whether it's Arebo or Arfield or whether it's Lundstrom in the deeper role or, or Kamara, I think they've got so many really good options. And by the looks of things, they all know their jobs. It's a like for like type change. So you could protect your players or, or definitely one or two. I mean, the only one I think it would. Looking forward for the next one, the only really one that you would, for me, you would really want playing would be Alfredo. You know, so he would be maybe one to protect. I mean, Camaro's more than able to come in and, and, and lead the line that he has done. He's an experienced striker. He doesn't give you the same threat as what Alfredo does, but what he does, he brings different qualities to the mm. team, you know. So Alfredo would be one that I would really, if I was thinking about protecting him, but then you're thinking, well, if we get a goal, it's game done. You know, if we can get a goal, it's game done. And Take him off after one. Who, Twelve minutes. Who, who better get one? The guys getting one every two. You know, so it's, uh, it's it's a hard one. You know, I think you need to go and play. You don't want to disrupt your team too much. But I think, particularly in those midfield areas between Aribo, between Jack Lundstrom, Kamara, Arfield, you've got a lot of options in there that can play. Yeah, and 
for me, it's, it's much of a muchness and they're all very, very good footballers. So, yeah, we'll wait, we'll wait and see. But I would expect Gio, obviously, to go with what he said and play his strong, strongest team. What that is, I don't know yeah. what that is. So the 3-0 advantage doesn't change that for you, Marvin. It's still just forget it, move on, and if someone's booked you, then deal with it later. Yeah, 100%. As I said, you know, you don't want to, you know, t- half-time your 2-0 down or something like that and thinking, why don't I just play my strongest team? You know, I think it's too big a game for that. Miles too big game. If it's a league game and you know you can go and put it right next week, then it's totally different. But I think it's just too big a game for Rangers to to be resting players. And also, you know, when you start leaving out your big players, your position. You now, if they look at that team sheet tomorrow, and, and, in particular, isn't it? And, and he's on the bench. That's a massive boost. You don't want to give them any inkling to c- get back into this tie. No chance at all. I'm playing my strongest team, and you know it's down to the boys to, to go out there and not get booked. Uh, interesting stuff. Thank you to. Was it Frank? No, who was on? I for Jim, Jim. He's disappeared because he's gone. Jim and Kilmarnock and he's gone off to get his mate, hopefully. I want to hear I want to hear from this guy who's driven thirty two hours, did we say? That's that's incredible. Anyway, it's a big night tomorrow for this as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Golden Goals. We are so close to twenty thousand pounds on this because every time Celtic and Rangers score, we throw at least two hundred and fifty pounds into our ever-growing cash total. They have been finding the back of the net regularly, and we could go over the twenty grand mark by this time next week. Rangers in Europe tomorrow. We've got league action at the weekend. Celtic in the league this weekend as well. So every goal scored by both sides in those games adds more money to the jackpot. And one of you lucky lot will win it all at the end of the season but you have to enter by texting GOAL to 61025 that's G-O-A-L to 61025 it's £2 to text plus your standard message rate over 18s only and the full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com lines close 6pm Saturday 21st of May so for your chance to be the winner at the end of the season text GOAL to 61025 right now and why not get in touch on the phones it's a great time to call you could be up next you are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Kenny Miller are in the building. It's 0141951025 to join them. You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. Now, just before the travel, we were speaking uh, on the line to Jim, who is in Kilmarnock, a Rangers fan. He was looking ahead to the game tomorrow and he told us about his mates who had driven from Glasgow to Belgrade we put a bit of a plea out and said Jim off the phone go and get them to call in we want to speak to them and as if by magic John and Jack are on the line how's it going gentlemen? Hi good not bad <laughs> good how long was the drive? Uh, I think it took us about 36 hours in total that was us stopping for 3 or 4 hours <laughs> a wee cat nap and back on the go <laughs> and it was coming up with travel with Fredo Glasgow oh sorry that's even, well, that's even further <laughs> then isn't it? <laughs> Uh, right, what, what, roughly, because I mean, we don't have time to go through the whole 36 hours. What's the route? How do you get to Belgrade from Kilmarnock? Uh, really? Folkestone to Cali, through Belgium, up over the border of Holland, into Germany, cut across Austria, into Hungary, end up going through Kosovo, up into the, over do. the border of Bosnia. Have you any street names, Serbia, though? <laughs> just arrived at the Halton Hotel in Serbia. What an, what an effort, boys. Love it. Absolutely love it. Hope we get the result for you. Would you Would you have turned left into Kosovo or would you have taken the... I might have went round. <laughs> maybe you went round. <laughs> yeah, um, what, what an effort, guys. Fair play. Do you share the driving or was it just one person? No, it was a one-man band. Uh, I can't drive. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> way. So you just play. sat there for 36 hours? He paid for the petrol. <laughs> <laughs> that is outstanding. I hope you're good company. That is outstanding. Did, tell me you didn't just fall asleep and leave him to do all the driving. 
No, I don't know the singing and that. Kept him entertained. <laughs> oh Marvin, the commitment that football fans show in this part of the world. Oh, I'm loving this. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. No, that's that's some journey. Some journey. That right, now that you're there then, Rangers need to finish the job. You can't drive 36 hours to see them lose 4-0 and get papped out, surely. Behave yourself. Yeah. Come on. It's never going to happen. <laughs> Confident no, to take it. No doubts. Yes, very confident. Your pal, uh, Jim, who was on the line, who stitched you up, put you up to this, he was on about, you know, maybe Sakala playing and stuff like that. You got any any thoughts on, on what you'd like to see in the team? Uh, as long as Morelos is up to that with the goals, that was all we need. Well, there we are. Marvin, that's along your thinking. Forget the booking. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Totally agreement with those two. You know, I wouldn't have done the drive that they've done, but I'm, I'm in total agreement, yeah. Yeah, forget the booking, get the job done, you know, then come home. You looking forward to the drive home already? I think we need to let these two yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I get the feeling this this call's just about to bubble over. Yeah, like the party well. atmosphere's about to Off take us listening into, as well. Yeah, exactly. Right, enjoy the game, lads. Safe tri- trip home. Enjoy, boys. I'm worried. I'm worried. Yeah. I, think, I think it's time, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, is that a sensible decision? Cut, yeah. Cut, right, yeah. good. Ah, that's fine. We got there. Well, that's, that's some effort. That it's, is It's an almighty effort. I, I loved him. He's got the route down cold. <laughs> through Hungary, through Kosovo, bang, across the border. Down the road, the, the, yep. Turn right, we're at the Hilton. <laughs> Job done. Hilton Belgrade. <laughs> <laughs> that's sensational, honestly. Imagine that trip home, though. Like, if... We're assuming it won't go wrong for Rangers. They're 3-0 up. But... The, that has to remain the possibility. Imagine the, a 3-0 victory gets overturned and you need to drive 36 hours back home. Yeah, and the other guy can't even drive, so you're doing all the driving as well. sleeping so. on the way home, isn't he? Oh, oh, sleeping on the way home. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Anyway, thank you to John and Jack. Probably made up names as well, yeah. isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, John on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. I, I, on a serious note, I do like this. Like, when en, whenever any of our teams play in Europe, there's always good stories about how people get there and what they do when they're there and the lengths they go to. Uh, we heard from our reporter, Andrew McLean. He was out and about earlier, uh, and he bumped into a father and son, Rob and George. Now, they actually live in different countries, and the only time they meet up is to go away, <laughs> go away games uh, for Rangers, and it, it brings them together. Well, I flew down from... Uh Edinburgh down to uh, down to Birmingham and travelled down to London by car and flew out to Gatwick this morning. And I've came from Norway last night, uh, flew to meet him in London, and now here. So, how often do you two get to see each other? Is it not very often you get to then meet up on on these trips? A couple of times a year. We've done Copenhagen, Macedonia, Vienna. So, yeah, that's, uh, and he's off to Dublin at rugby at the weekend as well. That must be really nice to be able to share these moments together, you know, when Rangers fans all congregate and you can come from Norway and, and Scotland and spend this time together supporting your team. Yeah, we, we love it. It's just about like father-son time, get out, have a few beers and uh, hopefully I'll not take me clubbing tonight. <laughs> Are you going to try? No, I'll put him to bed, <laughs> then I'll go clubbing. There's a lift home there if they need it anyway. Don't even worry about that. We'll sort you out a lift uh, to get up the road. Row one four one nine five one one zero two five. Andy is a Rangers fan. How confident, Andy? I mean, a 3-0 lead, it's a, it's a fairly nice position to be in. Are you going to finish the job? Hi, guys, how you doing? Hi, hi. I was actually on last week and I said that it was going to be 3-0, believe it or not. No uh, chance. I'm going to need to play that back. Hi, hi, I was on, I was out, but I've been to be high for years. But see the way I'm on it, see the two teams play the way they did at Ibrooks. I think this could be a high-scoring game, I really do. I mean, I think well, they've obviously got to come at us, which will suit us, but... 
I mean, they look dangerous up front, but right? we are proved it's worth it. There is, you know, I think this could be like a, honestly a three-three, a, a four-two or something. I really do. What did you take away from last week? And I take it we saw enough from from Red Star to show their threats. A real threat, you know. I think uh, I know Rangers were two 0 up after fifteen minutes, but the, ironically enough, Red Star were probably the better team. You know, they'd actually started the game pretty well. Uh, Rangers got the penalty again. Var intervenes, gives a penalty, there's no doubt Ryan Kent had lost the ball uh, but did get tripped up, Taft steps up, puts it away and then you go 2-0 up 4 minutes later, so yeah, it's, it was a funny it was an incredible start to the game actually, I think in that moment as well, you had two offside goals, you had opportunities, they've shown their threat you know, going forward they've got some very very good footballers, uh, I actually agree with Andy, I think there is goals in it I think Rangers will score uh, it would take another inspired performance for Alan McGregor if he's to keep another clean sheet against this team because they, they do pose a real threat so real looking forward to the game I do think the 3-0 lead is maybe a bridge too far for Red Star to overturn it particularly against a really really strong Rangers team that are more than capable of scoring goals as well so yeah I think uh, I'd take a high score in 4-2 or 3-3 to be honest it'll be a good watch tomorrow night What did you make of last week in, in terms of lessons that, that can be learned for this one? I think Red Star, as Kenny said there, were very, very good. Um, and I think, weirdly enough, that will help Rangers go into this game because they know they can't afford to take their foot off the gas because they know, you know, quickly it can be turned around. Um, you know, VAR might not be on Rangers' side tomorrow. So, again, it could be a very, very different game. I think that would keep the players focused, though. I think in football, you know, if you get a 3-0 lead and you think, oh, you know, want to set a canter and you go to, to their ground and you try and start in that same fashion, like I said, you can see the goal, then everything starts to change. You know, we spoke about the atmosphere that they have there. Um, you know, some of their top players as well didn't really perform to the level that they can. I think Katai missing the penalty, um, you know, affected him greatly. Um, he's their talisman normally and I think, you know, three or four outperformed him. So I expect him to be better again tomorrow. But again, you know, as Kenny said, a 3-0 lead, you know, don't expect Rangers to get turned over. I'm interested to see how they start because it, as soon as it went 2-0, they dropped Lundstrom back and they make it that kind of back five and then yeah. puts Kent kind mm-hmm. of float on, uh, sorry, floating in around Morello but it's a real threat no, it I'll, be plan yeah, absolutely. Well, it? I'll be interested to see if they potentially start that way you know because they were a real threat getting in behind pulling centre backs out of position and then isolating mm. really targeting that space in behind so they did get in a couple of times early on in the game so it'll be interesting to see how Geo starts well, you've both played many times and you're on the coaching ladder as well both of you and what's the what would your mindset be because obviously if Rangers go and start quick and score then it's done isn't it I, I would say so. I think, and but, I don't, I, I don't or think or do it matters. You no, I, I don't do think it suggested. matters how they play. I think when I mean, you've seen the second half of the Dortmund game, how much of a threat they were having Kent floating in around Morelos. So that's and not, that was a that's not necessarily defensive. Not, then, not no. at all. Not at all. And what it does is it really releases Tavernier. It really releases Bassey, who that wing back role really, really suits both. I mean, that that uh, second goal for uh, for Tavernier was Bassey to Tav on this left wing back to right wing back so it shows the two of them are attacking the two of them are getting forward so it'll be interesting to see but I don't think going that way dropping Lundstrom back in is necessarily defensive I think it may just help counteract the, the threat that they give and that is for me maybe one of the reasons they did do that last week after 15 minutes Yeah well, well, what's your take on why that happens because I, I get Kenny's point it's not necessarily defensive but there must be a reason that the manager does it when they're 
in front or, or when they've got something to protect we've not really seen them do it from the, the start of a game yeah I think they also wanted more controlled possession you know I think one thing Rangers struggled to do was, was maybe to get out you know through the two centre halves which they normally do quite often I think dropping Lundstrom back in there giving them extra body allowed controlled possession to kind of play out from the back or Red Star had to commit three players forward instead of two to stop the back three from getting it and then McGregor could hit you know different areas of the pitch um, I, I agree it's not defensive you know, three at the back does shore you up a little bit um, you know Lundstrom offering a little bit more legs back there I thought he was absolutely fantastic by the way um, you know guys play centre midfield all his days suddenly goes in at centre half in a, in a massive European game and performs like that but I, I expect him to start with a four I think they'll try and start with a four and then you know again if they need to drop Lundstrom back in then they will do that but I think they start four two three one. that's the kind of the formation that he's preferred to go with Does that then give John Lundstrom a better chance of, of starting the game does he become more of an asset because it's it's a different option. I think he's played himself into that position already over the last six to eight weeks. He's uh, he's probably the, the one of the first choice centre midfielders to go in and play that kind of role as well. For me though, Ryan Jack coming back into the team's really really helped him. I think when when, when Lundstrom played that that kind of midfield position and he's when he first came to the football club. He, he toiled and that's why he never found himself in that lineup all the time. But Jack coming back in. And the flexibility that he's got to drop in and in between the centre backs, like Marv says, it definitely gives you a little bit of legs. It gives you another body back there to cover, particularly when you've seen the forward runs and, and the threat that a Red Star were posing. But he's played himself into that, whether it's a four or whether it's a five. He is, he will play, you know. So if it's a four, he'll be in there, I would imagine, alongside Ryan Jack. Is it going to be Kamara again, like we've seen last week and in, in the last few weeks? Again, they two for me need to play. And I think they've formed a really, really good partnership in there. Is that the way it works for you Marvin Where take the weekend for instance We've had Rangers fans on last night Monday night waxing lyrical about James Sands and the job that he did And Aaron Ramsey came into that game as well But is none of that enough to to come into the thinking for this game? No, for me it can't be enough You know, when the players that have got the shirt You know, I don't say the more important games But the last European game When they performed to the level that they did It's very, very difficult to take them out of the team um, You know, Ramsey and Sands obviously came in for, for the Scottish Cup did extremely well so they'll still be knocking on the door but I think you know it's Lundstrom's shirt to lose as Kenny touched on there but one thing with him I know you know he did start slow and I remember speaking to him at, at the start because I actually played with him in, in England and he said he didn't realise how big Rangers were he didn't realise that, that kind of the pressure that came with it obviously down in England we know you know these clubs are big big clubs but I was surprised as well when you come up there and you see how important these clubs are to the local community and the wider community also I think he was kind of mm. taken aback by that and he had to settle down a bit but now he's showing what he's really about where did your paths cross? Uh, Leighton Orient Oh, yeah, okay. so he was a, a young boy who came on loan from Everton at the time. So oh, Everton, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he came in there, um, spent a lot of time on the bench together. <laughs> <laughs> Good conversation, please. Uh, do you think there's that side of it that we overlook? We should assume everyone, you know what we're like here, if they've not done brilliantly in a week and a half, we tend to have people written off. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it happens everywhere. But as I said, just the size of these two clubs, like, they really, really are massive clubs. And, you know, being down in England, a lot of people like to play down how big they are. And you don't realise that till you come up here, um, for sure. So that would definitely play a part in it. But now, as I said, he's going from strength to strength. Obviously, he's he begun to settle down and you know, he looks a top quality player that he is. Uh, Andy, there are a, a few players who would be suspended if they were to be booked tomorrow night. Marvin's not interested, plays them all. Kenny, kind of similar, but maybe a bit more... On the fence, what about you? Is it just all out, play Morelos, play Aribo, play them all and see what happens? Or, or, or would you think about giving some of them a rest? No, no, de no definitely play them, you know what I mean? Uh, hopefully, if we can do it by half-time, if we look confident, you can maybe take a couple off. But no, you've got to play your best team. I mean, because this team, are, 
they are dangerous so no I, I know we're 3-0 up but we don't take them for granted and we just play your best team and then go for it I can't wait till Friday morning when Rangers win 3-2 through Morelos gets booked and everybody you should never have played him there he's got to arrest the time to get him out of the team for the quarter final he gets booked in the 89th minute for his goal celebration or something anyway we'll we'll cross those bridges if we get to them thank you uh, very much to Andy that was Andy on the line you can tweet us as well of course at Clyde SSB but we always like to speak to you on the phone and now is a great time to get in touch because we're going to get some travel news and that means you could be up next so get in touch 0141951 0141951 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Kenny Miller are here it's 0141951 on the phones and you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Let's bring in Davey, who's a Celtic fan on the line, and get his thoughts tonight. Davey, take it away. How you doing? Guys? Good, thank um, you. Good. I was just wanting to come on and talk about how good Ant Postacoplo actually is. With all his signings, can you, can you remember, have you ever seen a manager that's made so many signings and every one of them has been a success? Well, he certainly got a good success rate, Kenny. I don't think we'd argue with that. No, not at all. And I think even the ones that maybe are not, I wouldn't put them down as hitses yet. They're not showing that they're not going to be, you know, you think Edicud, uh, sorry, Edicud has yeah. not had too much game time to show whether he's going to be a hit or not a hit. Uh, I think now Jack Amakis, I think you would say at the start, maybe not, but it's definitely now he's had a run the team, hitting the ground running, scoring goals, big goals as well, and he gives you a different threat up there. I would say Maeda, for me, that it's, I think he's looked decent, but he's, has he really been a, a, a real hit as yet? I think there's, there's a lot of positive stuff there, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's incredible the, the turnaround from where they were at the start of the season and the amount of recruitment he's had to do and like you say I don't think there's anyone you could say is not a hit that's, that's the one thing I wouldn't put everybody down there in the Kyogo bracket for instance uh, but there's there's no many if any hmm. that you would say no definitely not and then you sign guys for different reasons don't you Marvin w- with no disrespect to him whatsoever I'm not sure Eddie Gucci was ever really signed to be you know, starting every week in a main man the way that, that some of the others have been. So you need to you need to recruit squad players as well at times. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, he spoke about the you know the different positions that he can play as well. So I think he wants to boost the squad uh, kind of at that point, and and he's definitely done that. But yeah, some of his other signings have been absolutely fantastic. And as we were speaking about you know kind of off air about Kyogo. The amount of time that he's been missing and, and how much he'll improve them as well. But yeah, you got to take your hat off to Andrew and what he's done. Um, he's done it all as well without bringing in you know any coaches. I know they've got fantastic coaching staff at Celtic, but you know normally when new managers go into kind of big clubs, they bring at least two or three of their own. And you know he's gone there and he's worked with the backroom staff. Um, you know he's got fantastic results, and you know they're heading in the right direction, one hundred percent. It's funny Marvin mentions Kyogo Kenny because something that you notice, and it's not just on injuries, it's. It's different factors, whether it's recruitment or, or whatever else. If you're winning games, everything else becomes less important. I think we're almost at three months that Kyogo's been out. So Celtic might even kick on and win this league minus their star striker for, for three or four months. Um, if you're losing games, it becomes a bit more than, where is he? Why, why is he not back? But at the moment, I'm sure they are missing him to an extent, but clearly not that much. No, listen, they'll miss him because he's a top, top player. 
But if you think back to run about the cup final time and, and was he going to play, was he not going to play, even in the weeks leading into it, a lot was getting made that when Kyogo plays, this happens. When Kyogo doesn't play, Celtic drop points, you know. Whereas now you fast forward three months, what is it, 30 domestic games or 30 odd domestic games at Celtic are unbeaten? That's uh, an incredible runny form consistency and and the levels that you need to show that to get these types of runs is, is, is an incredible runny form and that's done without arguably one of their best players again I think it's a bit disrespectful to some other players to say he's your best player but what it was was the mm. impact that he made on the team that was how that's what caught so many people's yeah. eyes that he came in different culture different league comes in hits the ground running scoring goals for fun and quickly became a hero of the Celtic fans yeah as Kenny says Marvin it's not necessarily that he is the best player that it's sort of difficult to pick one when they all do different roles but he was for a time the player that apparently Celtic couldn't do without because there was no one to perform that role and the the intensity and the press and all the rest of it apparently all hinged around him so for for his absence to be overcome in this way is must have taken a transformation overall for the, for the rest of the guys as well. Yeah, no, exactly. And again, you know, we're speaking about Gio and Fines in a different way, and Andrew's done the same because you know I, I think they quickly realised that they have to play differently without Kyogo. You know, when he's in the team, the things that he does, they don't have another striker that can do that. They have other good strikers who have other strengths, and then they began to play to them. I think that's why Jakamakis has came into kind of form now because they've realised how to play with him. You know, he's not Kyogo. He's not going to get you know in the build up play he's not going to get you know into the box too often um, but you know he's been he's been he's been brilliant for them as I said you know and Kenny said he started slowly which he definitely did he's not a target man although he is a big guy he wants the ball at his feet and you know he scored two goals against Dundee United to take them through in a couple so it's like, you saw, it's, it's like he's also said about the Lundstrom thing it does take players time to sell mm-hmm. you know we're too quick to rush the judgement here on new players coming into the old firm you know it does take a bit of time to get used to the the intensity the, the scrutiny that you're, every single every performance you make is under so much scrutiny and you're moving to a new country again you don't know what's going off the field with some players as well so Jack Amakis now he's had to take on that role you know and he's he's, he's playing in a, in, a, in a good team that he's going to get chances and he's scoring goals and he's now looked like he's adapted really well to life in Glasgow Do you think it, that the waters have been muddied at Celtic because some of them have truly hit the ground running from day one you fall into the trap why can't everybody do it then yeah. why is everybody not like Kyogo and then it's not like he's even a one-off because Hatati O'Reilly etc have done something similar yeah they have again I, what I would say is that some of the, the early performances for Hattati was, was were outstanding I think it was like Hearts was his debut I mean he was he was sensational no, sorry it was Hibs and then Hearts and then after, yeah. after he was absolutely sensational for spells of the game mm-hmm. not through it I mean he did blow up a little bit towards the end of those games uh, but no there's there's players that have really hit the ground running you know and there's other players that just take that little bit of time mm-hmm. to find a feet and you know what there is other players that won't you know, and that you have to accept that yeah. as well because it is tough. Marv's uh, alluded to it earlier that coming in, you don't realise how maybe big these clubs are, and the, the the pressure and the demand and the expectation that's on you every single week that you turn up. Some people just can't deal with, it or it takes them a little bit of time to get used to it. Eight games to go in the league, Davy. The semi-final draw was made on Monday night. How do you feel about this running? Um, I was about to say as well that if, if, that, if the Celtic won't lock up the budget if, we win the league this season, which sort of players could have to bring in if that's what you brought in so far. And I was about to, I was about to ask the guys if they think if um, if Celtic win at Ibrox if that's the league
Yeah, in, in terms of the, the second question, it's not over till it's mathematically impossible. You know, I wouldn't write either team off. You know, six points, yes, it's, it's a gap that you'd prefer to have being top of the league. But I wouldn't say that it's over, no chance. Um, obviously, in pole position, if, if Celtic are to win that game, but as I said, there'd be a lot of twists and turns between now and the end of the season, for sure. I think it would be a big ask. I mean, you know, if you look at the form that, that both teams have shown over, and the consistency that both teams have shown over the, over the season, if Celtic went six points clear with five, six games left, it would be a, a huge ask for Rangers mm. to get back in. Again, considering Celtic have lost one game, you know, uh, sorry, they've not lost a game in, in, in 30, just over 30 domestic games. So going into the split, it would be a big ask to overturn a six-point uh, six deficit. Yeah, speaking about the run-in, so the dates and times have been confirmed for those Scottish Cup semi-finals. The Scottish FA confirming... Uh, it will be Easter weekend, so the first one will be Hearts against Hibs, Hamden, Saturday, April 16th, with a 12.15 kickoff. And then the one that Davy is interested in Celtic clashing with Rangers, Easter Sunday, April 17th, also at Hamden, of course, at 2 pm kickoff for that one. I think what's most interesting about that, Marvin, is. If Rangers get through, like many of the fans who are on tonight expect them to, the second leg of the Europa League quarter-final would be the Thursday night, and they would then play a Scottish Cup semi against Celtic on the Sunday. That is an unbelievable end to the season. Yeah, it doesn't get more difficult than that, does it, really? Um, you know, I think the big thing will be if Rangers can go through uh, in that round and they come out of Europe... You know, progressing to the next round, then the Celtic game will take care of itself. And when I say take care of itself, I mean in terms of you know, players feeling fresh and, and wanting to play. The difficulty becomes if, if you get knocked out of Europe, you feel de uh, defeated, and then you go and have to play Celtic and you have to raise your game again. That's when it becomes really, really difficult. But so much is on you know, that Thursday night, and, and should Rangers obviously progress. Obviously have to deal with tomorrow first and foremost, but you know, looking forward, if, if they do progress and, and go through again, I think, you know, as I said, Celtic game, they'll be ready for it. You'll have done that many times I'm sure Kenny played in Europe midweek had to come back to, to big games to smaller games what do you make of, of what lies in, lies ahead yeah I think again like Marcy if they get through tomorrow night but I fully expect them to get through then the second leg will be I mean, it's going to be a tough game obviously but quarter final look at the teams that are still in it it's going to be a real real tough game over the two legs to get through to the semi-final but if they come through it and they are through they're going to that game for me it would be I'd rather, I'd rather play Celtic off the back of it Rather than coming and going away with the greatest respect, maybe at a Dens or, or a Fur Park, I would rather be playing Celtic because you're going for a real high energy game against top level opposition into a semi final against your rivals with everything that an old firm game comes. That there's no way you can't be ready for it and, and up for it, no matter what happens on the Thursday night. So I think the Rangers players, yes, if, if they don't go through, they may be a little bit deflated. But by the way, what a game to then go and get up for a semi final at Hamden against your rivals, you know. So yeah, I, after I said, I would much rather be playing that game than playing yeah. a, low, a lower key league game. Were you happy with that draw, Davy? Would you have rather waited until the final or avoided them altogether? What did you make of it when you saw the names come out of the hat? Well, I would, I would just be happy to keep Rangers out of your final again, so That's I was happy with the job, I was happy with the job. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Marvin, you of course have got a bit of interest in the other one, being a big Hibs man and all. <laughs> well, I know your loyalties lie. Uh, a bit further west with Livingston these days but you've got your soft spot yeah most definitely um, and as I said you know when the, the draw was made I thought it was fantastic uh, first and foremost for the Scottish game you know, to see that the two big derbies uh, taking place in the semi-final absolutely fantastic and never happened before no exactly those four have never been in the semi-finals can you believe that 
in all those years, eh? It's, it's absolutely crazy. But no, a massive game for Hibs. Um, you know, one they'll be looking forward to 100%. A difficult one because, you know, the Motherwell game was more difficult than it probably should have been against 10 men for 89 minutes. Um, but again, you know, Hibs will fancy their chance and so will Hearts. You know, every team in that semi-final now will think they can progress to the final. And that's the main thing. Thanks, Stevie. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. You've got to be due a game at this. You've no. dodged it for the last few weeks and I've got bad news for you. The listeners are two from two this week. Monday and really? Tuesday, the listeners have taken it. No pressure. <laughs> be three from three with me. all on Marv. Kenny Miller and <laughs> Marvin Bartley. If you want to take them on at Beat the Pundit tonight, you have to call before seven o'clock 0141 951 1025 and we could be... Seeing you up against Marvin or Kenny next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Play one super scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Kenny Miller are here. It's 01419511025 on the phones. Or you can tweet your thoughts at Clyde SSB. As you might imagine, we've been building up to Rangers game against Red Star Belgrade tomorrow. All the usual questions of, is the tie done? How much is it done? How confident should Rangers fans be? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? What about the disciplinary tightrope? If you have any thoughts on them, keep them coming, please, on the usual number. Uh, and just before the news with the Celtic fan on, very excited about the run-in as well. What about you Hearts and Hibs fans? You care to share your thoughts about these upcoming semi-finals? Get your calls in right now and we'll speak to you after this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, Beat the Pundit time. Chris is in Paisley. How's it going, Chris? Ah, not bad, Gordon. How's it going yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. Now, this lot are having a nightmare, Chris. Two wins out of two for the listeners. I don't know, does that put extra pressure on you to make it a hat-trick? Mm, you'd think so normally, but up against the competition of Marvin, potentially, hopefully not. He's <laughs> starting <laughs> fighting talk, I love it. And do you know what? I've This is how sad I am when I come in, and I know that you get stressed about beat the pundit. I look at the questions and I think, no, do you know what? They're Marvin-proof. They're all right. They're like from his era up here or whatever. I'm not sure they are tonight. I hate to break <laughs> oh, it to you. Wow. I think the last few weeks you would have been fine. I'm not sure these are for you. Thanks for that. Cheers. Tough heads, it's Marvin. Tails, it will be Kenny Miller. Look at this guy. <laughs> Enjoy Kenny, lad. Unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, I'm Why are you letting them see it, Gordon? They just say it was him. Because he's on his tiptoes <laughs> yeah. straight away. He man marks me as if it's a set piece, desperate to look at the, the outcome of the coin. Right, Kenny, give you some Clyde 2 to listen to. Uh, and we will set Chris up Chris it's 30 seconds just answer as many questions as you can and you're more than welcome to pass it and move on if you don't know okay perfect no bother good stuff 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now who managed Scotland when we last played Poland in a 2 all draw in 2015 Strachan uh, name either Englishman who finished Scottish Premiership top scorer since 2000 Gary Hooper who was the most recent player to score a league hat-trick for Rangers who scored more goals for Scotland Robert Snodgrass or Darren Fletcher Darren Fletcher name any Scottish team Mixu Patalain and both played for and managed Hibernian how many players in the current Scotland squad play club football on the European continent two good show right let's bring Kenny Miller back Kenny can you hear us sure can same set of questions are you ready 
Yep, let's go. 30 second starts. Now, who managed Scotland when we last played Poland in a 2 all draw in 2015? Gone tracking. Name either Englishman who finished Scottish Premiership top scorer since 2000. Rooney. Who was the most recent player to score a league hat-trick for Rangers? Sakala. Who scored more goals for... Scotland Robert Snodgrass or Darren Fletcher Snodgrass Name any Scottish team Mixu Patalainen has both played for and managed Hibs How many players in the current Scotland squad play club football in the European continent Four Which side currently sit fourth in the Scottish Premiership table Hibs What's the verdict Chris I think he's maybe a bit too I thought you were good as well but I think that was a high standard it was for the best oh. that you were on the sidelines there. You didn't get it. Well, Chris lost, so... You didn't get it with one of them. <laughs> well, did he look at him? Oh, 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 oh. Do you know what really bugs me about this guy? He's not confident enough to play himself. He's confident his teammates. He likes to just sit exactly. back and then laugh. Yeah. Well, if, first bump if, exactly. the, if the listeners lose, he's shameless. Anyway, Chris, let's find out, because I thought you did quite well. You knew Gordon Strachan, as did Kenny, so it's one all. You also knew Gary Hooper or Michael Higdon, not Adam Rooney, so... Chris is 2-1 in oh, front. No, it's not looking great, Marv. No, we're fine, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> the most recent player to score a league hat-trick for Rangers is Fashion Sakala. Kenny Miller equalises. Um, you had a 50-50 shout on the next one. Who scored more goals for Scotland, Robert Snodgrass or Darren Fletcher? Chris went Darren Fletcher. Oh, no, no, oh, no, no, seven, no. Seven four, I'm afraid, Chris, <laughs> yep. to Robert Snodgrass. He got a hat-trick against Malta yeah, or something, yeah, didn't he? Sealed, sealed it. Uh, Pat Alainen both played for and managed Hibs. You both got it, and Dundee United. Um, how many players in the current Scotland squad play club football on the European continent? Jack Hendry, Aaron Hickey, it's two. Yeah. Chris got that. So there's a bit of life left in this. Was it one, two, three, four? That's four all, is it not? Three all, is it not? Three all, four all. I think that's four all. Oh. You still as confident, Marvin? I'm beginning to sweat. We are fist bumping there. I thought it was a formality. Imagine you lose from here. Oh, oh that, that is shame. The embarrassment. Which side sit fourth in the Premiership table? It is Hibs. Chris didn't yeah. get that far, I'm afraid, Chris. Hard oh. lines. Night night. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fellow Rangers fan, Chris. Uh, as well. That's the way he speaks to you, honestly. I know. By a good effort, though. Big, big effort. Nah, he's backtracking. Yeah, that's right, the right on your side. Good effort. Night, night, that's anyway. pointless, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Should have played me, Chris. Good man, Chris. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. That was Chris in Paisley. Finally, see the look in producer Callum's face. We don't have the budget to give away all these sound balls, and the guys have been absolutely horrific recently. What's the L3 losses in a row or something? Oh, man. I knew all of them, by the way. Just letting you know. Oh, he always says that it's when he doesn't have to play. That is easy when you don't play, though. <laughs> that is easy. Owen Coyle is currently still the head coach of a team in which country? India. Oh, yeah. He's not that bad. That was the next question. Who's the Red Star manager? Stankovic. No. Oh, What's his he name? changed his accent no. there. Marvin. Well, like yeah. Yeah. Yep. Quality centre. Right, you'll never get this, <laughs> Kenny. Button it. Which SPFL side are nicknamed the Loons? Not a chance. No chance. Well done, Gordon. <laughs> no, you beat me as well, actually. No? Gone. I'm, I'm not giving the nickname. It's one of the only 42 clubs you've not played for, I think. Okay, yeah. Four for Athletic. Oh. You'll sleep well tonight now that you know that. 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Did say you Hibs and Hearts fans, let's hear from you. What do you make of the the kickoff times, the scheduling for the Scottish Cup semis? How much are you looking forward to those games as well when they come around? Pick up that phone. And let us know. Jordan's a Rangers fan in Fife. What are you thinking tomorrow, Jordan? Oh, I think we're uh, well. 
before I start. Afternoon, gents. Afternoon, Kenny. Well, evening. Sorry, not afternoon. Evening, gents. How's it going? Uh, Kenny and Marvin. Uh, now, I just think we're going to do uh, basically what happens to us eight out of ten times. Uh, play the low block, uh, put, put Lindstrom in at the back, and uh, I think Alan McGregor is just going to take his time on the on the goal kicks, you know, and and it's just going to be a, a, maybe like that game back a few, well, quite a few years ago when Novo scored in the 90th minute. I think maybe something like that might happen, but I honestly think we're just going to sit back and hopefully. Do you really think this Rangers team does that, Jordan? I mean, you mentioned that. The game previously Nacho Novo And obviously the run to Manchester Was was built on that stuff Do you think this Rangers team does that Or, or, or can do that? I think it's a totally different atmosphere They're going to play in tomorrow night um, Not one I think they've faced yet um, they, do, they do tend to struggle sometimes When the crowd get on their back So it's just something I, I'm a wee bit worried about So I just think we'll go there It'll be tight But I'm hoping I, I honestly think it'll be nil-nil And uh, we'll the, the two gents that drove there and the, the father and son will have another trip to look forward to in a couple of weeks. <laughs> maybe a bit, maybe a bit closer next time. They'll be hoping for West Ham or something in the next <laughs> round. Um, what do you think? Does this Rangers team sit back and take time over goal kicks and so on? Well, definitely time over goal kicks. I think that's a professional performance if you do that. Um, you know, as you're saying, if you can turn their, their crowd kind of against them or quiet them down, the you know, first five or ten minutes will be absolutely electric, that atmosphere. And, you know, I definitely think with the experience that Rangers players have and with the manager, will be saying, let's slow this down. You know, let's turn their fans against them and, and then move forward from there. I think they have to take it in stages, uh, maybe split the game up into thirds almost. So the first 30 minutes, this will be our plan and then move forward from there. But I definitely think they've got that within them. Will they sit back and... You know, soak up pressure. I don't think that's the best way to go into the game, but definitely taking your time with set plays, etc., um, is something that I think they'll do. If they're scoped to do it, your old pal and goal, he's the ma- he's the master at it, is he not? Aye, listen, again, he was he was incredible last week. Then that penalty save, that's it's world class. I said it at the time, and it is a world class save. And you know, even the one on one that he saved that was that turned out to yep. be offside was sensational as well. So he's uh, he will take his time. He will go his wee fake kick that he always <laughs> does and take his time to pick the ball up when the strikers come to he press him. One, Absolutely he? well. But uh, I think this team can sit back, and I think they can hit on the counter attack. What I would be wary of was the way the Celtic game at Celtic Park panned out. We dropped back into our own half Celtic pushed us pushed Rangers back and then they had it all their own way I think this Rangers team will score I think they should play their game I think they should be aggressive in the right moments they defend well again you're going to need to defend well in these in these ties that's where Lundstrom's Jacks obviously your centre backs and your full backs will really be big Alan McGregor there's no doubt he'll need to make a few saves on the night but uh, I think they can adopt it any way they want. I just want, I'd like to see them go and play their way, you know. And, and it's it is aggressive, mm-hmm. it is compact. They, they, they do make themselves hard to beat. They do work hard. They've got a lot of players that are really, really good players in either way that they want to play. And if they do end up, because they can, it's not a choice. He's sitting back. They might get forced mm-hmm. back yeah. by Red Star because they're constantly attacking. But when that happens, you have got players that can absolutely hit Red Star yeah. on the counter. But there's no right or wrong way. But but this is so different, isn't it? To the run to Manchester the, the way that this Rangers team goes about their business in Europe and have they have played big teams lots of them you can write I mean I noticed last night Benfica still doing great things in the in Europe not too much changes from the team that Rangers played it doesn't it, it's just completely different from, from that 
campaign, isn't it? it is, and I think what they've done is they've built a, a confidence up and a belief in how they play over the last four years. I mean, some of the results and performances of Stephen Gerrard's team were, were outstanding as well, you know, and, and Geo's came in and maintained that and, if anything, took it further forward, you know. So they've got a, they've got a wonderful starting point uh, tomorrow, right? They've got a 3-0 lead. I think everybody would agree if Rangers score, the, the tie's done. The tie's done. And personally, touch wood, I can't see this Rangers team losing by three goals. No, I, I agree with that. The difficulty for me comes when you, when you do sit in and you do concede, or if you concede early, the mindset to then change to say, right, let's go back to our normal style is very, very difficult when you've already got it in your minds that we're just going to sit back, we're not going to concede, we're going to soak up pressure. That's why I think, you know, if you're going to lose a game of football, go losing it the way that you want to play, the way that you know your players can play. They're 3 up from the first leg, you know, for a reason. Go out there, obviously not go gung-ho, they don't have to go chasing goals, but definitely be putting enough pressure on, you know, Red Star. Press them, their defenders. Don't just sit back and allow them to have the ball because, you know, you might not get lucky doing that. And as I said, you know, mindset has to change and it becomes difficult in-game. But the thing is as well, like it's not, like I've said, it's not necessarily a choice sometimes mm. to sit back. Sometimes you get put on the back foot. If you can't get the ball, if, then you... Absolutely, know. and you get forced back and they play the mm. way they play there and you're getting behind you and they're getting pressure on you. You're going to... Rangers are capable of playing yeah. that way. I wouldn't necessarily mm. choose to play that way, mm. but they may be forced into defending, defending deep, but they do have the players and they do have flexibility within probably the line-up that they start that they can drop yeah. Lundstrom back in and give you an extra body there. But... I think that again that frees up Ryan Kent at the other end of the field to maybe be a bit more freer to then go mm-hmm. attack so again let's see how the team selection looks but I wouldn't necessarily I would definitely never sit back but you may be forced to defend early yeah. this team that crowd the environment the pressure that they're under to come and deliver you may be put on yeah. the back foot and you may need to soak up the pressure Red Star did have more of the ball than Rangers last week not much yeah. to be fair um, but you know slightly I think um dominated possession to an extent uh, Jordan anything else on your mind tonight yeah nah, it was just uh, we were on about the retrospective red cards last night and Niang getting his one for Alawa and then all the Celtic fans were quite adamant that um, I think it was is it Hitati um, yep. well, uh, one, of, uh, one of his challenge it, shouldn't, it wasn't even a yellow it shouldn't be looked at I was just wondering what uh, Marvin and Kenny's views are. And maybe when Kenny's at the compliance officer tomorrow, you can point it out to him and maybe get him to have a look at it. Are you going or have you been? Going well. The compliance officer? You're not I'm going to compliance officer. Not at all. That's good. Um, <laughs> the whistle. <laughs> um, Marvin, what was your view on Hitati's tackle uh, last uh, Monday night? Sorry. Listen, it's very, very difficult. You start slowing down tackles and... You know, for me, a player who was maybe some people are over physical. You know, I enjoyed a tackle. Um, now it seems that that every tackle you go into, somebody has something to say about it. Somebody should be sent off. Compliance officer. The referee's made his decision. Uh, you know, for me, I didn't think it was a red card. Um, you know, I think the right decision has been made, and I, I think we just move on and go forward from there. You know, I don't think it needs looking back at. Um, yeah, because there, there are two ways of looking at it. So even if you do think it was a red in the first place, it then has to be almost to hit another bar above that to get retrospectively looked at it's not really even a question of should it have been a red it's was that horrific was it totally overboard does it make you shudder that's the sort of um, bar that has to be passed so not, not close to that for yeah, you yeah not close enough for that to me you know putting a player in danger all those sorts of things it wasn't doing any of those things um, and as I said you know I don't think there's, there's much to look at Kenny it's been quite the weekend for tackles I know you were at Fir Park for instance um, at the weekend there was the Bevis Mugabe one Jordan Roberts not long after it I think maybe that's uh, uh, the, the Hitati 
one has, has been sort of added to that, if you like, because everyone's aware of, of what can and can't be given because Mugabe did get sent off but Jordan Roberts didn't and where does Hatati fall in, in the middle of those two or on line with one of them what did you make of them over the weekend well, well I thought that the again and I know I'm saying this and I know there's it's no bearing on, on the tackle but I thought because it was so early in the game I thought he could have he could have gave a yellow willy call him for it but I know it doesn't change the tackle but the same token I don't think he gives the second one as a red because he's already gave a red or he's maybe a little bit unsighted on the Roberts tackle I think it could have been two yellows but it could easily have been two reds you know so it's uh, on, the, on the second viewing of the of the Mugabe one it was rash I don't think again someone says about excessive force I don't think there was I think Roberts definitely went in more studs up and higher so it's, uh, it all depends on the line of sight that, that Willie had because when you've seen the, the playback of the Roberts one it was probably behind Roberts looking at the tackle so he wouldn't have seen the action that Roberts made and, and Hattati I absolutely agree with, with Marv there was, nothing, there was nothing in it for me uh, Thank you to Jordan 01419511025 that's the number David in Cumbernauld has dialed what are you thinking ahead of tomorrow David? I think it's looking absolutely casey. I think if Rangers score the first goal, the the game's over. Uh, I just want to bring to light a little stat I've noticed. Um, Alfredo Morelos is eight goals away from being the top goal scorer in the Europa League of all time. Uh, Him and James Tavenier are also tied for four goals each, which is just maddening for a defender to be able to do what he's doing. I think he's on fire the now. He's probably one of our, our best players. And if, I just hope, that, against hope, that we can keep, keep a hold of him. He's so important to our team. Yeah, I mean, those two names are just inseparable when it comes to Rangers' successes in Europe. They're always involved, both of them. Go-to guys. You know, they're the go-to guys in the big moments. Uh the come up trumps you know and and Tav I think Tav's been released we touched on earlier in the show about maybe Gio realising how good a, an attacking option uh, James Tavernier is you don't maybe have the Ryan Kent that you can play high and wide on the right hand side but even if you did it does take away something to James Tavernier and I know when Gio first came in he maybe preferred his full backs to stay a little bit closer to home not be so adventurous high and wide the way uh, Steven Gerrard played them but for me you it stops probably James's best part of his game. You know, his goals and assists are ridiculous. I think his, was it, his goal might have been his 76th goal for Rangers uh, against the uh, Red Star. It's, in fact, he's got another one at the weekend, so it might be 77 now. Who was the best penalty taker you played with in your career? Uh, listen, he's, he's up there. Again, he, he never took them. Uh, but again, watching him now, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously I'd have played with him, he's very, very reliable. A big boy, he was reliable when he'd been only put his foot through it. Uh, Waggy was normally pretty pretty reliable as well. He was the one that probably kept Tab off the penalties uh, when they both came up to the club. But he's, uh, I mean, Morelos' goals are, are ridiculous. You know, they are. I mean, that's like you say, that's without penalties. You know, he's, the amount of goals he could have scored if he had managed to bully Tab off the penalties, he probably would have broke that record already. You know, so it's uh, two big players, go to players. Again, for last week, McGregor, big player, comes up in the big moments. Tav, Morelos, they're the go to guys. Ryan Kent was, was sensational, and he has been in the, in the European games that they've played over the last month or so. So, big players turn up at big moments. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's, it's amazing that we speak about, you know, Tav being one of the, the mainstays now, um, the top two guys. There's parts this season where some of the fans want him out of the team. 
you know, and that's the thing for me, you know, kind of form is, is temporary, but class is permanent. And he's the perfect example of that. Because now, you know, you, you put your team sheet out and he's the first, one of the first two names on there. Um, I think he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, I think the commitment he's shown to Rangers also, because there's been, you know, teams from England trying to get him and he's, he's like, no, I want to stay here. I'm enjoying my football. Um, and, and as, you know, Kenny said there, he's a fantastic leader of that team. And, you know, it's so good to see him, you know, scoring goals, enjoying his football, playing maybe slightly differently than he did under Gerard, but adapting his game and, again, still being at the top of the game. He, for me, he's a fantastic fullback. Fantastic. I think when you look at who Morelos has scored goals against as well, obviously, you know, go through a lot of group stages and so-called weaker opposition, but he scored against Borussia Dortmund, Benfica, Porto, Feyenoord. Those would be like the sort of top tier, but then even to go slightly below that, you're still talking Rapid Vienna, young boys that probably missed them out. They've been in the Champions League in recent times. Sparta Prague, Antwerp, like Poznan, Red Star Belgrade. He's constantly delivers in this competition. It's just it? been it's just been so consistent. Like you say, it doesn't matter who he's played, whether it be qualifying games, whether it be group games, whether it be knockout stage games. He's just he lives for these nights. You know, it, his performances at this level, more often than not, have, have been absolutely outstanding. And again, he's better than one and two in, in Europe. You know, that's an incredible achievement. Like against a team, you're a Scottish team and you're playing against all these. I mean, you do get underestimated. There's no doubt about it. I think Dortmund definitely underestimated how good Rangers were and they paid the price. But he scores goals, he's reliable. He's been, you know, he works back lines himself. In Europe, like I said, some of the performance, I think it was Feyenoord uh, at home, he just ran them ragged. He was up there on his own and he ran the back four ragged all night. He's so pivotal. When you seen that in the first, uh, one of the first actions of the game last week, he runs a line and he shoulder barges his man out of the, out of the way, he gets a hold of the ball for his team and gets him up the, the field. And at that moment, if I was him, you would be thinking, I've got this guy, you know, I've got the better of this guy, mm-hmm. keep feeding me the ball, let me be a thorn in his side all night. And you know what, he done that. And his, uh, I think his performances, his goal return speaks for itself. Any other thoughts? on the, the team lineup, David anything you, you want to see or don't want to see uh, I'd like to see Rangers try to attack them straight away because I think we were a wee bit lucky with uh, VAR the VAR pulled us out a whole a few times the last uh, the last game I think uh, it's all going to come down when uh, we looked as if when we were attacking they, they didn't look as if they know, knew what he did I think it will become Whoever runs the first half will win the game for me. Uh, Thank you very much, David. That was David in Cumbernauld on 01419511025. Good time to get your calls in. You could be up next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Kenny Miller are here. It's 01419511025. We are about to speak to Scott in Rutherglen in just a second. But let me give you tonight's full-time team teaser and your nightly reminder that if you want to hear your question used on the show like this, like we're about to do the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com that's fulltime at Clyde1.com since season 17-18 11 players have received 12 or more yellow cards in one Scottish Premiership season now that's quite some going since 1718, 11 players have received 12 or more yellows in one Premiership season. Can you name them? Van Veen. Well, not yet, no, but he's, he's probably on his I way. Thought... What's he got? Not yet. Brown. He's close. John McGinn. John McGinn got 15 in wow. one season. That's. Van Veen's on 10, so yeah, by the end of the well, season. I done it, well, I done it last year. By the way, me. Have you done that? 
Yeah. Yeah, you have. You've got 12. <laughs> <laughs> that's shocking. You're an, animal. Man. You're an animal. You're an animal. That's on Beat the Pundit next week. 12 <laughs> in one season. Legs were going. That's over, it's over your opponents <laughs> after you dealt with them. Scott Brown, or? No. Morelos? No. See? The reputation these Aye, guys get. before them, doesn't it? Still, 12 is a lot to be fair. Yeah. Ryan Jack? And no. I'm in hell. 12 or more. Ryan Porteous? No. Sorry, lad. <laughs> so most of them maybe in the last... Yeah, well, they'll obviously have to be in the last couple of seasons, don't they? But not thinking... None have reached that this season yet. Um, so it's in the last couple. Who would be the sort of other main contenders for this? So actually what you'll find, I think, is they're not... Celtic and Rangers, all these guys, like you said, maybe the reputation... They've got a lot of the ball, don't they? Yeah, it's it's maybe the other teams, teams that are there. Yeah. It's the spoilers like Marvin Bartley. They're <laughs> kicking people. Alan Power. Yes, he got 16. A shock. He's nearly <laughs> top. Someone on this list got 17 in one season. Some strike rate that by, yeah. Interestingly, not... Oh, this is going to sound ridiculous. Not a hatchet man as far as the, the sort of cliche would go. He's not a tough tackler. He's clearly just... I don't know Bad tackler My bad tackler (laughs) (laughs) But Alan Power Yeah he's in there Okay we'll give you More thinking time I mean Power McGinn Bartley These are In the engine room Exactly In the engine room Um, Let's see if we can get The the other eight Before the end of the show Let's bring in Scott Who's a Hearts fan From Rutherglen How's it going Scott? How's it going guys? You well? Aye all good Good. Good. Yeah good Are you looking forward To the semi-final already? Oh aye, definitely uh, You can never beat a derby At any time Never mind a semi-final And listen Marvin, we know His soft spot for Hibs is like Surely Hearts are massive favourites For this one I would say so aye Marvin, do you care Can you put up a, a defence For your former <laughs> team? I, I think you know, The most important thing I think you look at Hibs I think they've got 10 injuries at this moment in time You know, Hearts have got A fair few as well I think it's Who's got the fittest squad Or the fittest starting eleven. Um, I definitely think that'll be an, an equaliser. Um, I do think if both have, you know, all their fit players, I think the Hearts team is probably stronger. Um, so you would make them favourites. But listen, it's a derby. You know, anything can happen in derbies. You know, form goes out the window. Um, it's ninety minutes. You know, it's blood, sweat, and tears, and, and you put everything on the line. And you know, within that Hibs dressing room, they have to believe that they can win this game. Um, definitely. You know, when I've ever been in that dressing room in the tunnel. You know, I always thought to myself, we're going to win. No matter who was across from me, didn't make any difference. Um, but no, Hearts will definitely be confident. Look at the season they're having. They've been absolutely fantastic, let's be honest. And they'll be confident going into it. And, you know, Hibs will be trying to cause the upset. I mean, for Hibs, especially in cup competition, result is the be-all and end-all. And, and they did that. They were criticised for not scoring a lot of goals. They've got a new, what they hope will be a, a new goal-scoring hero up there as well. What did you make of that game at the weekend? I thought they were obviously the, the sending off completely changes the game and I think as much as it suits any team normally they, to play against them and I really think it suited Hibs because it allows them just there's a, obviously their player down there's not as much pressure it allows them to keep the ball it allows them to probe uh, they got two brilliant goals you know uh, the young lad Melkerson comes in for his first start he scores a really good header right place right time gets across his man good movement and then the second goal was was outstanding movement coming away spinning his first touch was perfect set it up and he actually hits it with outside his left foot it's, a, it's an amazing finish and there has been something that Hibs need they need to have that goal threat I mean obviously Nisbet's out for the season you've lost Boyle in January two of their main goal getters or two two of two 
their main two goal getters so they needed to find something and I think it was eight games out of the ten league games that they've not yeah. scored in so uh, again that, that'll, that'll still need to be put right moving into this week's league games but Hibs, are, uh, Hibs will play their way you know that is it they will still try and play they will keep the ball they'll, they'll play the, the, the way they want to play what they need to obviously do is, is, is turn that into more goals because it's, when you don't score in eight games out of ten it becomes a it becomes a concern but they also don't lose a lot of goals, you know. So again, the last old, uh, sorry, the last Edinburgh derby was nil nil. I think it will be a tight affair. I mean, both teams will fancy their chances, like Marv says in earlier in the show. Every team in the semi final will fancy going through the final. That game for me will be super super tight. Lunchtime, Saturday, sixteenth of April. Scott, what do you make of that? For me, as a spectacle, the early kickoff ruins it for the travelling supporters for both clubs. Now I know. Both sides of the old firm get hit with that away most Saturdays or Sundays. But it's a semi-final. It's meant to be a family day out. And it's a quarter past 12 start with a £35 an adult ticket. So if you're coming from the East, now I'm working a farm in Rutherglen. Two minutes up the road. Nah, two minutes up the road. But you think you've got 40,000, 50,000 travelling through, being £35 a school. They've maybe got their kid or two kids. Buses, trains, I think the kickoff time should be should be two, three o'clock. Whereas on the Sunday you've got Rangers and Celtic from the city and it's a two o'clock kickoff. Yeah, Marvin, this I think we've we've had these sort of debates before and quite often we hear why don't they play them at, at Murrayfield? But I think we know that Hamden is the mm-hmm. the home at this stage of the competition. Do you have a bit of sympathy with people having to Make that trip, or, or certainly with the ticket price added on. Yeah, definitely sympathy. You know, with the ticket price, and you know, football is so expensive. And as Scott touches on there, you know, if you're going with your family, it becomes a real expensive day out. Um, you know, but everyone knows that the, the fans will pay it. Um, they, you know, they want to see their team in a semi-final, potentially, you know, reaching a final, um, especially in a derby. For me personally, as a player, you know, I enjoyed the the, the early kickoffs. Um, you know, kind of Edinburgh derby early kickoffs. I thought they were absolutely fantastic. Um, but I get it, Scott. You know, it is difficult for the fans, one hundred percent. But let's be honest. It's, it, hopefully, it's a sellout. Um, I think it'll be a marvelous game. I think on the big pitch, and if it's in good condition, um, you know, I think it'd be absolutely fantastic with two teams trying to play football the right way. Suppose the problem, if you if you can call it that, is the other semi final is, as we know, between the two Glasgow sides, which will sell out however many times over you want at whatever price you want to make it now I think at this stage that both semis have to be the same uh, price Scott is that correct? I've not, I've not checked yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's part of the problem so I, th- I think ultimately if you're going up against the Celtic Rangers semi-final like I say which you know will sell out whatever the price is it's going to be tough for the other um, the other Semi in it. I know that the, the Edinburgh clubs were hoping for cheaper tickets to Kenny, but this is where we're at. Well, as it, that's exactly right. And if it needs to be one price across the board, then you're going to look to maximise. Because, like you say, you could sell it ten times over the uh, the Rangers Celtic semi final. So, you know, I'm sure. Like, yeah, you can. You can they can moan about it, and it, and it can be, and it is steep. Like you say, if you're going there with with, with a family for it, it can cost you a lot of money on the travel and the tickets alone. But listen, the, the Hibs and Hearts fans will pay as well. They want to come and support their team in the semi-final they want to see them get to the final and you know what they'll do it all over again if they get to the final as well third place at the moment Scott I, I take it you can't see that slipping away looking at the the cushion at the moment is it 13 points already that's in the bag isn't it I think it is um, if you told me at the start of the season it would be comfortable in third position semi-final a cup potentially a final you would snap the hand off for it wouldn't you I think the answer has to be yes Marvin the, the Hearts 
um, mood has been quite interesting to watch from the outside because you know last year there was the cup exit, and even though you know easily winning the championship, there was still a few grumbles at certain points. But in terms of what a a club outside of Glasgow can realistically do, third place in a cup semi is close isn't it yeah absolutely brilliant and, and that's the one thing I was going to touch on and, and maybe even ask Scott because when we played against him there, there were boos in and around it and I just feel that you know, Robbie's got a hard time ever since going back I don't know if it's because he left last time to go to MK Dons he's not been kind of accepted as much but when you look at what he's doing what his team are doing on the pitch been absolutely fantastic just been promoted like you said you know third in the league um, they've got that secured and semi-final of a cup and I just don't feel he has has the back end you know has the support that he should have from their supporters mm. because I don't think anyone could outdo what he's doing there right now. What do you think, Scott? Is that a fair assessment? I, I think it is. I, um, I think last year the criticism came in just due to the fact that it wasn't really his team. He still had the, he inherited some players from the previous manager or managers. Um, so obviously sometimes I, I don't think he trusted some of the players they had in his squad. But now that he's had time to bring in his players... It's the strongest heart squad I've seen for a few years, to be honest with you. So I think he, he does need to get some sort of credit for the position that we're in at this moment in time. I was going to say he can spot a player. We signed Halliday as well, so we can't be giving, can't be giving credit <laughs> on this show for that, that's for sure. Thank you, Scott. Hearts fan from Rutherglen. Uh, do you agree or disagree with what you're hearing from Scott and others? Now's a good time to pick up the phone and let us know. It's 01419511025. Now, every night in the closing stages of the show, someone out there sends the question in. It's usually an absolute cracker and the pundits tear their hair out for the remaining half hour of the show and come up with the answer. So that's the, the aim of the game on the full-time teaser. And tonight's is since season 17-18, 11 players have received 12 or more yellow cards in one Scottish Premiership season. So get thinking, who are the hatchet men? Marvin Bartley, you say, yes, he got 12 in one season. Uh, John McGinn got 15, incredibly. And Alan Power out doing them all on 16. Any more names that would sort of spring to mind? It's a tough one, this one. Murray Davison? Yes, he got 14. So just think, when you were kicking these guys, who was kicking you back? That's a uh, good way of... Guy from Hamilton. McKinnon uh, Baldhead, yeah McKinnon Baldhead, okay, yeah Darian McKinnon, yes You've seen a bit of a theme here These guys are all In the engine room They're yeah. just they're right in there where it hurts Willow Flood, was he? No No No, no, no Degamery? No Tav? No Alright, I'll give you some more thinking time You can get your thoughts in Full time at Clyde1.com If you want to send a question And if you want to get your call in tonight Now's a good time to do it You could be up next Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. On the home straight with Marvin Bartley and Kenny Miller. They're racking their wee brains on this teaser during the break. Big it brains. is 11 well. players who've received 12 or more yellows in one single Premiership season since 1718. Alan Power, John McGinn, Murray Davidson, Darian McKinnon and Marvin Bartley. <laughs> uh, you've got a few remaining. Did you get anything during the break, do you think? Decky Gallagher? No, actually. No shrinking Violet, but he's not on there. Butcher. Donnelly? Donnelly? Liam Donnelly? Yep. Motherwell? Yep. Yes, 12. Butcher? No. What? Well, no. <laughs> Come on. I, I'm, Come on. I'm as surprised as you, but no. Oh, what about Edwards? Sent a half for them. No. So, the clue I'll give you now, just to stop you in your tracks on that one, none of the remaining answers are 
currently in the Premiership so they've all either left the country altogether or they are perhaps in the lower leagues I'm in big trouble Shinny yes and uh, no Andrew sorry by the way ah, Graham. Graham I was going to say yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andrew 12 in his career maybe yeah. <laughs> uh, that 15 Graham Shinny got so that's fine you've got 3 to get you're still looking for the ultimate hatchet man who got 17 in one season but this is the guy that I'm telling you he is nobody's definition of a hatchet man I'm getting I do not him. know how this guy got 17 I'll get a poster of him on my wall <laughs> for sure you and him are very different types of footballers, believe me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he must not be silky then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring in Frank, who's a Rangers fan on the line, and see what he's thinking ahead of tomorrow. Frank? Uh, I think we need to... Don't underestimate this team, because from what I've seen last week, they're a first-class outfit. What they lack is height. We're opposition. So set-pieces are going to be important. So we need to approach it with the right attitude. If we approach it with the wrong attitude, we're in trouble. Because they'll take advantage of it. Rangers were got set pieces so right last season, didn't they, in in, in both boxes? I'd seen a bit of criticism earlier this season, but then again in recent weeks, if you look at the weekend, for instance, um, scoring, uh, and and I feel like recently they've maybe picked up a bit, is that... Is that something you'd recognise? Because last season it was bang on, wasn't it? I think they've always been a real threat. You know, again, they've, they seem to score or they seem to get a lot of first contacts, particularly with, with Joe Rebo going across the front post. I think of the, the Morelos goal against Dortmund, uh, across in Dortmund. Rebo gets across the front post, glances it and Morelos taps in. That's a, that's something that they use when you've got goals and goals and things seem to fall for goals and whether it's first contacts or even even second phase, he seem to, uh, sorry, things seem to fall for him. Balogun's header last week against Red Star was absolutely sensational over three Red Star players absolutely powered it back into the back across the goalkeeper into the corner so they, they are strong uh, set plays for I think there has been opportunities set plays against again just recently Dortmund probably should have scored uh, before Rangers did uh, across there the, the header from one of the big centre backs they, they have maybe been a it's been a weakness sometimes you say some of your strengths are, are your biggest weaknesses as well so I think they have definitely been strong uh, set plays for I mean obviously they work really really hard them on the training ground and, and you can see them work even last week uh, Red Star absolutely zonal defence they had eight guys running out that six yard box so they play it short and then they get the goal for the second phase with Morelos so it's clearly they put a lot of work into them yeah, set plays are, are key in football, you know, it's fine margins and as Kenny's touched on there, you know, they've got set play routines which they've improved. I'm sure when you go to, to a club like Rangers, you're looking for the fine margins, you know, you've got fantastic players playing fantastic styles of football. How can we make them better? How can we make this team better? And, you know, set plays are always one. But just looking at them in a defensive point of view, you know, they're not the biggest, you know, I think you take out the, the two centre halves and, and Bassi if he's playing. Out with that, you know, I know Rebo's fantastic at, at the other end. Um, you know, it's difficult for them. You know, you're asking players to go out there and, and kind of use their bodies to, to put others off and I think that's something the Red Star will look at tomorrow if you can take Goldson you know, out of kind of the firing line and, and hit your second best header of the ball you're going to get opportunities What are you thinking about the team lineup, Frank? Uh, you either start uh, Morelis see how it goes in the first half hour 40 minutes if we score a goal at half time I would take him off and Arebo because if we've scored a goal away from him they would need to score five to beat us and that's I don't think they're good enough for that so I think it's a tactical thing you either start with him or else you start with Ruth and have Morelis on the bench and at, if at half time 
we can put Morelos on or in the 60 minutes. That's when they usually do it. They make a substitution. Then that'll give, give them something to think about because they were terrified of Morelos last week. Terrified. Well, it's going to be an interesting night. Thank you, Frank. It was good to hear from you. 01419511025. Any more on the teaser quickly? Nope. I'm up no. against it. Right Former teammate that. of yours is in there. All right. Oh, I've went wow. through a few. Uh, not, not, not the engine room. That's what's all right. Okay. confusing you here. So, still plays in Scotland, but not in the top flight. But not the engine room. Oh, Nicky Lafferty. Lafferty. Yes. He was always good Over for a booking. I can't believe it, but he was always good 12. for us. Does he not only usually play like sort of half a season, signs from somewhere in the January? Yeah, well, we had obviously had a good three, four seasons there over the, um, the 2008 to 2012. Well, but he had a, yeah, probably a lot of wee scum. Oh, so, yeah, so it is, eh? So that was, uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's managed more 12 in a season. Yep. Yeah. Wow. It was at Hearts at the time, actually. Yeah. So that was more of a, a full season, wasn't yeah. it? Anyway, Kyle Lafferty, you've got. Three to get. Let's bring in Tom, who's a Rangers fan in Irvine. Hi, Tom. Hi there. How's it going? You all right? I know, but it's just uh, regarding tomorrow night. I'd go with the strongest team available, uh, regardless of the, the booking situation. Uh, hopefully, manage to get a goal early doors, silence their crowd, and then just shut up, show up, basically. And then take those players off. That's what the, the previous caller said. Is that is that an option? Definitely, definitely. Uh, that's where I would go with that one definitely but uh, I'd also a wee personal one to Kenny go for it. I know obviously he'll re- remember some special European nights but I wonder if he remembers the 29th of June 2017 <sighs> Kenny he's, he's, he's looking, he, he always looks quite blank to him but he looks particularly must have been uh, back pre-season at some point at that, at that he must have played you play that early no 2017 is that progress uh, it was the uh, first European game back after we'd been doing the, the divisions. Uh, I was jokingly saying to all my, my mates at work, a lot of them Celtic fans, that I'm going to name my wee boy after the first goal scorer of the night. <laughs> F- thank God it was Kenny Miller. I named my wee boy Miller. <laughs> oh, I love Seriously, that. So what, who, I love what game that. was that, Tom? Uh, it was, uh, I'm sure it was a, a progress one. Yeah, it must have been progress at Ibrox. Honestly, I can't remember the, who it was now, but. It was, I, I mean, progress at Ibrox. Yeah. Ibrox. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was the week before the disaster that was. I was going to say, we've finally found a Rangers fan who actually isn't scarred by that game. <laughs> Tom <laughs> must be the, hold on. He must be the only Rangers fan on the planet who's managed to take a positive from that game because his son is named after you, all Ibrox. He's. By the time the disaster comes, he's a he's a one week old child. Yeah. He can't remember that. I'm he's surprised they never changed the name. He's got no clue what went on <laughs> in the second leg. Yeah. That's brilliant. What was the score that that was, it was one 0 Yeah, I was going to say who else was in that team because Tom possibly dodged a bullet here. You could, Nico Cranshaw could that here. Nico, that could right, one, okay. Yeah. Um, try to think who else. Holiday you... might you played. Who? Holiday might you played. Do I name him after him? No. Uh, yeah. had Fabio Cardoso did he play he probably did play yeah. we, we Fabio and Irvine Fabio like he been playing yeah, yeah, he would been good for a penalty goal yeah. uh, so Tom obviously not old enough yet you're going to pass on that story I'm sure in a, a few years time oh aye the man's a, a four year old season tackle holder just now he loves the football brilliant is he, is he, he, I was going to say is he going to get to stay up for the game tomorrow but it's an early kick off you'll manage that won't uh, you yeah, oh, it doesn't matter whether it's 
Yeah, I, I like to think they will be, uh, and it is a big night in Europe. So make sure you join us then. Callum Gallagher is up next.